Oh, man. Speaking of demons, I know we're going to talk about abduction today, but I wore my... I'm going to sh- I'm going to take off my headset real quick and show you what I wore because i got to show you the earrings. Okay. So I don't know if you can see these in the video, but uh, I, I'll hold them up. What are they? Are they worlds? Are they the moon? There you go. Is it a moon? It's wire wrapped. Pass that around. It's wire wrapped to look like a particle. Oh, Oh, really? And I wore this spiral necklace today. Also. Was this all intentional? It was all intentional. It's got three spirals, concentric spirals, uh-huh. and I'll take the earring off because it's hard with the headphones, but um, today is the day CERN. that CERN was reactivated. Yeah, flip the switch today. Yeah, and uh, the CERN is the Hadron Collider Particle Accelerator in Geneva, Switzerland, and... Uh, I actually went to visit that facility in Geneva in 2019 when I was in the spring. I was visiting a friend who was uh, at the United Nations, and I got to sit in on some hearings on um, crimes against humanity, so the Council on Human Rights. I got some pictures of myself. Different than Cards Against Humanity. <laughs> yes, completely <laughs> different than Cards Against Humanity. And I got to wear the special headphones where people were talking in whatever yeah, language. Right. And it was instantaneous translation in these things. And I was in a glass room above the floor, and I could see everything that was happening. And, uh, you know, it was a lifelong dream to be there, to hear um, different conversations around the planet from different civilizations and how they view things it was it was really fascinating and it was at 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 one point it was exhilarating the fulfillment of a lifetime dream for me to be there and be in the presence and then at the same time uh disappointing because there was no black hole being produced (laughs) no hold on (laughs) there was no resolution to the conversations people were having. They were very passionate. But at the end of any day, there was no action. It was all words. It was posturing. It was proselytizing, maybe. (laughs) A big, big, big word. But then there was no no resolution. Nobody did anything. And nothing had teeth. So it was kind of like that scene in Star Wars where you have that huge, the, the Senate. And everyone's, you know, from all these these planets and all these galaxies and all these species. And then the little thing would flow down and they would talk and nothing would ever happen. And it was very disturbing because I'm like, that's our that's our planetary governance right there. It's completely impotent. Mm-hmm. It was. It was frustrating. And for that's someone, how it was at the end. I mean, it, well, the, yes. the days that went past that. Yes. There was. That's nothing how it was. No, nothing nothing happened. There was a lot of discussion, a lot of papers written, a lot of positions shared, but that was it. And so then I'm like, all right, well, what else does Geneva have besides gorgeous environment, um, really expensive food, 
That was delicious. And mountains everywhere. Um, so nice. It was a beautiful place. I went to see the Collider. Yeah. And I got to go inside this area. I have photos of this. And then I got to go in the, quote, junkyard, which is in this atrium area. And I have pictures of myself with these um, contraptions, is all I can call them, with, you know, exquisite explanations of what they do. Most of them are just thermal management, heat management, Mm -hmm. you know. And this one thing was as big as the room, the studio we're in. And it was all made of copper. And then there was a lot of stainless steel yeah. and, and other other elements. But because copper is such a special material, it's, it's you know, antimicrobial, yeah. antibacterial. It's, it's, you know, nothing can live on the surface of copper. It disintegrates any virus in seconds. So it's a special, it's a, gold is also quite special, but I didn't see anything made of gold, though there are conduits potentially made of gold. But, but so being at that collider, I was, I was overcome by how interesting it was that man was trying to produce a particle, that man was trying to become God, and that nobody really understands what it is that they're doing. Right. You know, I'll say nobody, I know that's rude. But I think I would say in general, we as humans have a notion that this thing will happen if we do X, Y, Z. But I got to say, I'm not really sure people know. And the thing was down for maintenance when I was there. It was down for like three years. And they've the, just turned it back on. Yeah. The, what I heard today was it, they, it was because um, the people that run it uh, – it was basically just because of COVID. But it was down for maintenance in 2019. But I guess maybe in 2020 it was supposed to come back online yeah, and then it took another. Yeah, they just sent people home. And it just took another year. That makes sense. Maybe a year and a so half. So what did they find when they? So I switch. Move that around so it's pointing towards you. Didn't they get like a little bit of a black hole real quickly? Did they, did something happen? What, what happened? I think they were able to, they discovered uh, behaviors of particles that they'd never seen before. Right. Um, And essentially, they're trying to unlock what makes, I'll say it's a micro black hole. Yes. It's, uh, at the end, uh, it it would be opening opening time and space portal. Right. That's what it it will do, I'm is my understanding. Now they're wrapping it in scientific language about quarks and subquarks and things like right. that. But obfuscating what is truly happening, which is essentially opening parallel dimensions. And um, I can't help but think to myself <laughs> that this sounds a whole lot like what happened in Atlantis. Atlantis sunk into the ocean but that's not the point. The reason Atlantis sunk into the ocean was because one of the theories is that they were tampering with crystal energy and the energy got too much and they had to make a choice. And the choice was to either blow up the whole planet, like destroy the core or, you know, do something that was less destructive, but still very destructive creating, you know, tidal waves, tsunamis that eventually that did wipe out 
civilization, not all civilization, but a big portion of it. I've never heard this theory. That's a it good is, one. It is a, it, it is a substantial theory that's been circulating recently. And it almost feels like this Higgs boson, this particle accelerator is just another version of that same hubris, that same human you know, tampering with things you, you don't understand for an unhealthy and uh, unhealthy reason. It's about power and control versus, you know, how much love can we spread in the world? You know, why would you open up a new dimension? What, what are you going to do when you get there? Do you know mm-hmm. if it's a lower dimension or a higher mm-hmm. dimension? What, what are you doing? So, Again, I don't know the answers to this. I'm just like, I've, I've read a lot. I've heard a lot. Uh, the fact that there, you know, when you walk into the facility, there is this beautiful statue of Shiva the Destroyer <clears throat> that was gifted to them by the Indian government. Oh. And it is, you know, Shiva is the destroyer of worlds. So I find it quite intriguing that that would be the one deity that they chose um, to represent this monumental right. human achievement in particle physics. So I, I, I wore this today. I wore the, the earrings and the necklace. And then on I have a cross on my shirt, which you can't see. It's too faint, but it's like a, a cross. And the reason is I'm just juxtaposing science and religion <laughs> in uh, my in my own little way. So thanks for listening to my rant. But I mean, we're here so far, but we don't know if they, what they, you know, in the coming months and days, as the accelerator keeps moving and gets online and different experiments are happening. I, I don't know. Pay attention. (laughs) And did you, did you guys ever hear that it was on coast to coast? I think it was uh, about the guy who was talking with the, uh, like shamans somewhere in the desert. It was either, or, or it was Utah, but there was a door. There was like a, a stone door, and it had a little <laughs> indentation on it. Mm-hmm. And that was, a- after talking with him for years, getting to him to trust, getting them to trust him, they told him what the deal was. And he had to put his forehead. This is fascinating. I think he talked about it. I think his name was like Timothy Wells. That's it. That That's yeah. the guy. And he was on there talking about it. He was on there yeah. twice. And so South any, America. It it's was, South America, yeah. And so in, that's right. Mm-hmm. And in three three frequencies, you know, tone on tone, he he ended up getting in. He had like his wife there. His wife was there. Yeah. She saw it. He kind of he shook, vibrated, and and disappeared. And what he said, it, 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 do you remember this story? Well, it kind of goes with what you're saying right there. He's like, hold my beer, Priscilla. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm going in. So he gets in there, and he kind of goes through this whole wormhole thing and then kind of spits out in an yeah. all-white room. Yeah. And there was a voice, and it was almost like he's in a, he's in a room, and they're kind of like <laughs> watching him from uh, up above. But he started talking with this, this entity, and the entity basically said, wow, I can't believe you're here. And uh, it's only a few times this has ever happened. And they got to talking, and the guy said, the guy, well, what is all this? I mean, what is the universe? You know, the big question. Mm -hmm. And the guy, the the voice said, well, actually, your universe is an experiment gone wrong. 
that we basically created this and it kept growing and growing and growing and we didn't know how to shrink it and stop it. So instead of stopping it, we became part of it. And now we have let it grow, but we come through this this portal to uh, take samples and to investigate from time to time. But it was truly an experiment gone wrong. Yeah, I've heard... Is what our universe I've, is. I have heard the, the hypothesis about the Earth being a living library and where many galactic races contributed their DNA and it's basically a, a, an experiment. We're Big like experiment. A, a planetary Petri dish. <laughs> you know, hey, I certainly... I certainly think there's room for that. And yeah. it, you know, marching on toward our topic today of yeah. abduction and, and what that means, it, it makes a lot of sense, right? There's so many hypotheses mm-hmm. around why mm-hmm. these abductions, assuming that they do happen, why they happen. Right. And I think that um, there's so many stories from so many people that are very similar. Why would they care about little old us? What is it that, you know, what is why it? would you come down here and deal with us? You know, there's there's a lot to it. This is this is my favorite topic. Yeah. I think I've been kind of searching out this stuff anytime, <laughs> anywhere. I hear it. I see it. I get really into it. I just enjoy listening to it because it's everyday people yes. telling extraordinary stories. Yeah. This isn't somebody who's been who's wrote 14 books on the topic. These are just real people. Some of them really don't want to be there. Some of them are terrified to even bring it up. And it's amazing how similar these stories are. I mean, it truly is. And, and I, I, I love the everyday real people aspect to it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and in previous episodes, we've talked about, um, you know, uh, history and the hieroglyphs and different markings. Uh, in different places of the world and even it coming up in stories um, like uh, the, uh, the Noah you sure. know I mean that was kind of like an abduction and Jesus you know the book the, of Enoch I mean Enoch. That, that was kind of all an abduction story yeah pretty much yeah yeah, yeah so I mean and then you uh, fast forward to when we have the age of technology and you have um, actual things that can record, you know. So, like, one thing that has always kind of um, bothered me is if there are things happening, how come there isn't more evidence, you know? And, I mean, and this is not just... UFOs, all things like mm-hmm. paranormal, Sasquatch, uh, you know, ghosts. It, it was not to go too far off topic, but like I used to watch that show Ghost Hunters religiously. Yeah. 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 And, you know, <laughs> like, uh, like me and my mom, that was one thing that <laughs> me and my mom always uh, had in common was this kind of thing. And we'd always be like, hey, they're going to be at such and such next week. You're going to watch? Yeah. But it was always like, you know, oh, did you catch that? Oh, it was like a, what do they call it? Like a, when something tugged on, you know, it's like nothing that was caught evidence wise. Yeah, yeah. They're always it was like, like oh, a personal experience. Did you hear that? No, yeah. 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 It's like, oh, it touched right. me. Like a, right, a burn right. mark. Right. It's certainly got warm right here. 
Yeah. <laughs> but like it went up two degrees. One of the <laughs> earliest um, <laughs> stories that has been recorded was in 1957, and it was this dude. I don't know if you heard about it, uh -huh. Antonio Villas Bayos. And now are we at abduction or are we at ghost? Abduction. Ooh. ooh, ooh. Antonio Villas Bayos. He was uh, a young guy, and he was a, a farmer. He worked on a farm in Brazil. And he was out uh, late at night, and he saw these. He was with his brother, and they saw these lights in the sky. And this was like in Octoberish, And he was like, that's so crazy. What are these lights? They're like going different directions. And uh, what part of the country? Brazil. I don't know what oh, part. It's, Brazil? it's in a yeah. rural Brazil. Okay, right. And about five days later, and they like to work at night because at that time of the year in October, it's scorching hot. And so they would work. They would work in the fields at night. And he was out by himself, and he uh, saw this. And this is what this is, this is like. Almost gives me the chills when I think of it. Um, he saw that same light, but it, this time he was by himself. And he ran back to his tractor, which like wasn't a tractor like we, you know, we see today where it's enclosed. This was just a tractor, right? And so the the object got real close, and he he noticed now this isn't just a light; it's an actual object. And um, so he booked back to his tractor. He's like, screw this. So he goes back to his tractor. <laughs> I'm going to go 10 <laughs> miles an hour home. Screw <laughs> yeah. this. Yeah. He's like, I want to go back to my tractor. <laughs> so he goes back to his tractor, and as he's getting up onto his tractor, something grabs his arm. Oh. And he turns around, and it's a being. Uh -huh. And he drew a picture of it, and it's like um, about three or four foot tall. And it's wearing a suit, and it's got a glass, like a glass thing wow. over him. And he yanks off, and he goes to run. And as he turns this way, there's three more of those beings. And they, you know, they're strong, and they wrestle them to the ground. And they take them, and they do tests on them. And when they get, they put them in this, no, 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 they don't do tests on them, because they let them go. But what ha did happen was they um, put him in a white room that was completely square, couldn't see anywhere, and this thing came out of the ceiling and sprayed this, like, like emitted this fog. And this door opened, and here comes, like, a woman. And she's naked, but she's not human. She's like a humanoid-type mm -hmm. thing. Oh. Like a hybrid? Yeah. Like, like some hybrid. kind of a hybrid. Um, yeah. and, and that, what, what he thinks that smoke was, was some kind of aphrodisiac sure. because mm -hmm. he has sex with this thing. Mm -hmm. And next thing you know, he's down on the ground, that thing's gone, it just zip, zips out of the sky and nobody really, he doesn't really tell anybody. And then it just comes up with this, this researcher this, it's like a, no, this journalist, that's what it is, a journalist. And the journalist brings him to this um, college nearby. And uh, so they run these tests on him. And this is all documented. 
they run these tests on him, and one of the things they run on run on is this radiation, mm-hmm. and his the levels of radiation in this mm-hmm. dude's body was like off the charts. That's always one that they can find. That is the one thing that is always across the board is consistent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and that's kind of like where that story stops. Mm-hmm. Um, it was widespread around the globe. The story was in, you know, back then it was what, like National Enquirer? This is before uh, Betty and Barney Hill? Yeah, this was, because that was in the 60s. Uh, I guess the Betty and Barney Hill was really more about the the first American story. Yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Betty yeah, and yeah. Barney Hill was uh, September 19th and 20th of 1961. Right. Barney passed away in 69. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, when was Roswell? 47. 47. So Is that right? Uh, I don't sure actually I get, know. Nothing. Was nothing. That was an amazing year. There were a lot of things that happened in I thought 47. it was in the 50s, but. Nothing. No, definitely I think it was 47. Check that out. Yep. Google that stuff. So in 1961, um, Betty and Barney Hill. Oh, one thing I found out while yeah, I was doing 40, uh, 1947, July 7th. Ooh. Ooh. What's today? Oh, my God. July What's today? 6th. <laughs> All right, scrap it. Let's do this tomorrow. Wait, the July 5th. 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 Is it the yeah, 5th? Yeah, we got two. So it's the week. <laughs> it's, it's almost week. anniversary. Bar- uh, yeah. um, Interesting. Barney Hill was born on July 20th of 1922. Wow. A hundred years ago, next week. He was oh, you know that was the, so. What's in? I've done a lot on the Betty and Barney Hill. Matter of fact, there's a there's a book called Captured. Uh, well, book to me, everything is. Uh, you know, I listen to my books. Sure, it's like a, you know, <laughs> liquid lunch. But uh, I, uh, it was over a twenty hour one, and I just finished it not too long ago. It's called Captured. And, and they went through everything, 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 everything that was written. They just read it verbatim. Uh, her diaries, they read verbatim. All the, um, all the therapy sessions and the, uh, when they when they put them under hypnosis, all those parts were to it. But that was interesting because that happened in what year did you say? 60? 61. And they were an interracial couple. Mm-hmm. Right there is a big clue. Why the hell would they want any sort of to draw attention to draw attention to themselves? Yeah, and and and, and he was part of the double uh, uh, A's. What what was his double ACP? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was a chair member there. Yeah, wasn't he, he was he was the head of the NAACP in New Hampshire. Yeah, so I mean, they they both have great lives going. I mean, they're they're definitely. She was a social worker. I mean, she had mm-hmm. a degree. She, you know, she was college educated. He was a postal. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and uh, they were on their way back from their honeymoon in Montreal, Canada. Montreal, Canada is when it all happened in a car. And if you driving along at night, if you look at the stretch of road where this happened, it was in Indian Head uh, Mountains. It's part of New Hampshire, and there's to this day there's nothing. It's like the most pristine, untouched Mm -hmm. forestry in the country you know so there's like there's nothing around there so if you if you oh, even man. like get a flat tire yeah you know well i mean <laughs> you're not going to really have any support yeah it's it's you know so it's it's hard to outrun anything let alone something in the sky and they had just stopped at a diner not too long before that 
and uh, Barney had looked at the clock, you know, because, you know, they needed to recognize time, and for whatever reason, they looked at the clock. But after their abduction experience, both, both their watches had stopped at that exact moment when it all happened. So that's interesting, too, is that they kind of have a time frame, oh, yeah. even an exact time when some of this was going on. But uh, real quick into this story, j- just, uh, just a real real headline, because there's just so many of them. But this was so, you know, th- this, is, this is iconic mm-hmm. because of, you know, it being the first one. And they were so well documented. So they're, let me get this right. They're driving down the road. Uh, they see lights. Uh, I think it, there was three lights. They kept coming closer and closer, and then they started following the car. But they still were in in light form. They weren't close enough to see that it was an object. Right. Eventually, as they're driving, uh, it was coming closer and closer, and they weren't scared. They were fascinated. Matter of fact, um, Betty was fascinated about this the whole rest of her life. Barney was not. Barney did not want anything to do with this. This was this was rough for him. Mm-hmm. But back to the story, um, they. They pull over to the side of the road. Uh, It comes closer. They can see that it's some sort of object. Barney gets out with his binoculars, starts looking uh, looking at it through the binoculars. Uh, He said that he saw a window and and saw a being inside it. Mm -hmm. Again, he wasn't completely scared. He seemed to be kind of uh, okay. He was well-balanced. He wasn't wasn't off his rocker about it. that's almost when it all went dark. They don't have a lot of recollection. They got a lot of recollection after they went into um, therapy and and John Mack and a couple of the other famous uh, therapists end up uh, doing a... Uh, regression. Regression on them. <coughs> but, this was a regression hypnotherapy where they go into right. a trance state. right. It's not like they're just remembering. Right. Mm. Because the next thing they know, they're back in their car. Uh, that's when their watches had stopped, obviously. They both talked about it as an interesting experience. I mean, right. and he did say he saw something in the window, so it was a big conversation. It wasn't like we just saw some lights. Mm-hmm. But it, had not, it, wasn't, it wasn't even close to what had happened to them. I mean, they were both sore. They both felt uh, kind of beaten up, but they didn't have an understanding of why. And they got back to the house, and they there were these dots on their car, almost like uh, like shiny stainless steel. Uh, they said it was about a half dollar size, and there were many of them. And they were just on the car in a pattern. They couldn't figure out what that was. It was strange to them. Later on, they they ended up putting a uh, um, a compass on it, and it just whacked out the compass everywhere they went with it. And Betty's uh, Betty's dress. The zipper was broken. There was a hole ripped in her dress. Because they, those little gray men, don't know how to yeah. z- use a zipper, right, huh? Right. <laughs> and did you, uh, before we go into the regression, she said six weeks later, they go out to dinner, and when they get back home, she walks into the house and there's a pile of leaves on the counter or table or whatever. Yep. And she's like. Why? Why would somebody? Why would somebody come mm-hmm. in like Barney? Why would you put up? And he's like, I didn't do anything. Right. So she goes up and looks at the pile of leaves, and right there on the pile of leaves is is her earrings that she was wearing that night. Oh man, that were missing. That were missing. Oh, and she God. didn't even really realize mm-hmm. that the earrings were missing until she saw them. There. And they brought them back. They brought them mm-hmm. back. 
So they knew something happened. Oh, yeah, for sure. Especially because they were missing that time, and Barney sure. just wouldn't let it go. He just would not let it go. He's <laughs> like, why? Yep. What happened? What happened? They kept talking about it and talking about it and talking mm-hmm. about it, and then somebody, you might know, came in and said, why don't you try? Yeah, uh, Simon was, there was a, his, his last name was Simon, and he ended up being one of the first therapists. Uh, but they really didn't want this out. Barney didn't want it out because of his, his work. And, sure. you know, he was in the double ACP and there was a lot there that he didn't need to. So, so they weren't going to tell anybody, but it took like two days before, uh, Betty told her sister and then somebody else told somebody. And the next thing you know, oh, it turns man. into a big it's all thing. all over the place. Yeah. And, and it, it went public pretty quick. I mean, it ended wow. up being a, um, a, a a headline story. No, I don't. No, that's probably not true. I don't think it was a headline, but it was in, in one of the papers, and everybody read the papers enough. back then. There, no, there was no. I know what it was. There was a um, astronomy magazine. Oh, and, that's right. Yeah, and yep. the guy that's who wrote right. the story about this. <laughs> that's right. Six weeks later, was let go. Yep. Because it became that magazine came, became a mockery in the science field. Mm-hmm. And that's right. Uh, yeah, I see, can't remember his name, but he so deliberate, such a deliberate. Yeah, and it and it had to do, and I think maybe that was after she was talking about like the what they found out in age regret or the. Yeah, that wasn't the first part, and, and the thing about that one is that that guy ended up kind of slamming them too. If that's the same one, there were many articles, but there was one specifically. Yeah. That made them out to, to be frauds. And it, it, it turned the whole thing upside down. What was going to be kind of a fascinating experience ended up being very, very dark after that. Uh-huh. Barney had some real mental issues with sure. it. Um, but, you know, they, they all suffered after that quite a bit. And your integrity is just completely obliterated. Yeah. And you don't have any recourse. Well, yeah. How can they? Yeah. What can they do besides their regressions? It. Yeah, you can't prove it. So, okay. So the story. And you can help me with this, right? So what happened was, the there was more than there was uh, more than three three to five of the beings came out while they were in the car. This is under regression. So what okay. they remember was binoculars. Okay, there was something. Got back in the car and left. But what actually happened is they're standing. He was standing out there. He got back into his car, and when he did, he the the other beings were walking towards him. They both got him, got both of them out of the car. No, separately. they no, they took off. They got back into the car. Barney got into the car, and and she's like, "What are we gonna do?" And he goes, "We got we got to get out of oh. here." So he takes off down the road, and about a quarter mile down the road, he turns right for some reason, and she said, "I don't know why he turned right." But he turned right down into this, like, I guess he was trying to just hide. And right when he turned right, there was five of them. Okay. In, so that's in the road. Picked, wow. Right. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. They heard this um, strange uh, humming sound. Oh, yeah. That's, a, that's that, also a huge. That's also piece something of it. that everybody says they do. Yep. They hear the humming sound, and there's a smell. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. They didn't mention it's a, smell. It's a particular smell, like a sulfury. Ozone smell. There was an odd clanking too, like something coming from the trunk kind of sound, like a clanking. And they never did quite figure that out. Matter of fact, when they got back, their um their trunk was unlocked. 
you know, and back then those are big, heavy, big trunks. Yeah, they were. You know, you're talking an old uh, 50s car. So um, he had his gun in the trunk. So they think at some point he may have gone back. And and he he brought up the gun a couple times. I got to go get my gun in the regressions. Um, So they... So help me through this. That was great. So they they didn't get back into the car or anything in the in the woods, and they just take them mm-hmm. through the woods. Mm-hmm. And she, they're like walking through. It's completely dark, and they get to the ship. Yep. And then they go in. They separate them. They separate at that them. Point. She yep. can still see him. Yep. And they're, they're these things aren't like uh, aggressive. No, these uh, are the greys. But they're though. communicating is, with her. This is the, somehow. This is somewhat the typical gray. I think yeah, they had more of a nose. They had a little more of a nose than you typically hear about with the greys. Mm-hmm. But the large almond eyes on the side, about three and a half mm-hmm. feet tall, huge craniums, huge heads, uh, thin necks, long arms, thin body. Yeah. Kind of the typical gray, which is the first time. It, what's interesting is they have they can't go and find any of this. This is the very first time this stuff's been talked about, sure. and they're talking about grays. You know what I mean? And then in in you know all the years after that, the grays really came out as being something you know pretty typical. Mm-hmm. But then that's brand brand new stuff. Right. I mean the giant eyes and everything. Yeah. So okay, so they they uh, they they separate them and they start doing experiments on them. Now this is again this is all in the regression when that started to happen and they have the tapes uh barney was screaming his head off in in the regressions i mean it was scary and it was scary to hear even here in the in the in the book this this creature this leader is telling me something he's telling you something how how is he getting it to you? I can see it in his face. Do you see his lips move? Yes. No, his lips aren't moving. Yes, go on. He's telling you. And he's looking at me. What did he tell you? Stay there and keep looking. Just keep looking and stay there. And just keep looking. Just keep looking. Could you hear each other? Oh, I gotta pull these binoculars away from my eyes. Cause if I don't, I'll just keep staying there. Could you hear him tell you this? Oh no, he didn't say it. You felt he said it. I know. You know he said it. Just there, yeah. Just stay there, he's saying to me. It's All right. I'll take you my head. Pull the binoculars away. God, give me strength. All right. All pull right. them down. Run. Pull the binoculars down and run. God. It says, my God, give me strength. I gotta get away. Oh. Oh. Babe. All right. All right. I gotta get away, babe. All right. Calm down. Calm down. I'm dying. Calm down. I gotta down. get away. Oh, oh. I think you'd be sure he was telling you this. Oh. Calm down, you're still asleep. Oh. How could you be sure he was telling you this? 
guys. Guys. I've never seen his eyes before. <laughs> but you said oh. they were friendly. You said they were friendly. Oh, the... Oh, the leaders. I said only... They were looking over his shoulder. Oh, I see. The leader was the... Friendly. How did you know the other one was the leader? Because everybody moved. Everyone was standing there looking at me, but everybody moved to these levers or in the back or they went to this big board. They looked like it, it looked like a board. And only this one with the black, black shiny jacket and the scarf stayed at the window. Uh, it, it was it was amazing. They one interesting thing that tell me if uh, do we have have time for oh, this? Oh yeah, we well, got plenty we, of time. We, we can we, we can move on quick. We'll move through this. No, but that's all good. It's just a really good one because it's the first one. You know, yeah, it's almost an anniversary too. Uh, they took out this is interesting because they both remember this. Here's the other thing: they both drew the ship separately. Uh, they did that intentionally when they got home. They both drew separate pictures now of course you can't prove that you could say they're all together but they're pretty upstanding people they drew it separately and they both came up with the same drawing and it wasn't just a, a saucer it was a saucer with wings it was a little different it had wings off the sides you know um, um so it wasn't that just that saucer disc shape it had a little something different to it they both drew that um and they have they have drawings of the actual creatures too, and they both did the same thing there. There were so many things that were similar, and they they spread them apart when they were doing the regressions. It's not like they sat there together, so they got separate, you know, stories. But the stories all kind of matched up. There were little things that were different. Mm-hmm. They, you know, people don't remember stuff always. She the had same a way. pregnancy test. Yep. And she kept going in the recordings. She just kept going about going on about her navel because there was a huge needle. Yep. And she did not like the needle, oh, and she was like, yeah. "What are you doing with that needle?" In the in the, the regression, yeah. yeah. And the therapist was like, "What are they going to do to the, with the needle?" And she's like, "I don't know. They're saying that it's going to be a pregnancy test." Yeah, and then they jam that thing in there, and you can hear her scream again, with you know, in the regression. Sort of in the middle of the room is a t- table, something of a table. It's not up very high, about the same height as a desk. So uh, I lie down on the table on my back, and he brings over this uh, uh, oh, how can I describe it? They're like needles. There's a whole cluster of needles, and each needle has a wire running from it. So then they roll me over on my back. And the examiner has a long needle in his head. And I see the needle. And it's it's bigger than any needle I've ever seen. And 
asked him what he's going to do with it. And he said, just a simple death to hold her face. And I asked him what. And he said, he just wants to put it in my name. It's just a simple test. And I don't know. It will hurt. Don't do it. Don't do it. And he said, no, it won't hurt. And he takes a needle into my nail. And he said, <laughs> And I'm crying and I tell him it's hurting, it's hurting, it's hurting, take it out. They actually have the dress. And, and in that dress, there is a rip right there. Right there. And if you turn it inside out, there the you know, because in, the, in the old days, they had kind of liners yeah, in did. them, and you call it a slip. Not, yeah. But it's, 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 it's a in, liner. Yeah. A liner actually attached to the dress. There are stains right there, too. Blood. It didn't make it all the way to the okay. dress, so they didn't see that initially. Nobody really pulled it inside out to look for it. But that was just discovered not too long ago. There's a there's a show called UFO Witness. Uh, it's uh, it might be Travel Channel. Anyway, they, Travel they Channel's just, got a lot of the good. They stuff. really, yeah, I think they do it pretty well mm -hmm. too. And they don't they 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 take a good viewpoint on it. Seems like they they're pretty honest. Yeah. They treat that means. it with respect. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Well, they let the producers just do their thing, go with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So okay, so that happens. The one one fascinating thing was. Uh, they they ended up running over to Betty with and and was was checking her teeth. They put their fingers in her mouth and were kind of like trying to move her teeth because they ended up pulling Barney's dentures out, and they thought so humans oh. humans teeth come out. <laughs> you know, she had some sort of interaction talk with these guys yeah. too. Mm -hmm. This wasn't full on like. Uh, a silent there there was actually interaction conversations so betty on. had her teeth and barney had dentures and barney had dentures but barney had dentures because of the war yeah. there was an explosion it and it out. took his teeth out so anyway that was interesting they were trying to wiggle her face to imagine see imagine they don't know they you wouldn't know maybe you wouldn't they know wouldn't, that right necessarily know like how a zipper works yeah. or that's not in the human handbook what dentures are no it's really not yeah interesting so anyway so what long else story happened? short what, what other um, Revelations from Betty and Barney. Well, you know that the University of New Hampshire library has, yeah, like at least eight to sixteen. Like I, I was reading a little bit, and I, I mean that's like a big difference, eight and sixteen. But there's boxes and boxes and boxes, yeah, and it's got a list. You can go on the website. And it's got a list of everything that's in each box, oh. and it's like there's a there's a big, like pile of boxes that are all photos, and it's photos of every talk show that they've yeah. ever been on. Oh my! Every every news mm -hmm. uh, clipping, and then it's got like um, there's a larger there's uh, larger boxes that has like the dress. Yeah. You know, it's, that's on display and it, it's in, on a display in a case. Yeah. Some of the other pieces. It's got it. This the University wow. of New Hampshire has everything. That'd be a fun thing to see. <laughs> and it's interesting to look and see what is logged, you know, because it's got everything. It's got the tapes of the yep. regressions, everything. 
It'd be interesting to go and, and be like, can I take a look? And they're probably like, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But they were after it, man. Uh, uh, Betty was really determined to make sure that people understood this was real. Barney certainly wanted it to go away, but they worked together. I mean, they were, they were pretty, from what I was reading, they were a pretty damn good couple. You got to think, you're going through this, it, you know, it'd almost be like, uh, uh, you know, a, a, a misborn baby or something. You'd almost split apart just in all your, like, you know, everything you've been through, you'd almost get in silos about it. But they stayed together. They were pretty great. As Do you know couple. who else had uh, a really tight story? Was the guys from uh, Arizona and Travis Walton. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they all, all seven of those guys mm-hmm. took lie detector tests and they all passed them. One guy didn't because he was nervous and then did the next time. Yeah. That's a really good one. Then why don't we talk about that a little bit? Well, I mean, that one, I always wondered why Betty and Barney Hill hasn't actually been. And I don't a know. Maybe, maybe there is uh, something. Maybe there's mm-hmm. rights involved. Or Pretty whatever. low budget. Some UFO low budget thing that they no, like I, to do. That with could us. be. That could be like a blockbuster. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you could get. You could sell that. I mean, yep. Way, way. I mean, probably along the same. Uh, strength as fire in the sky through the windshield of the car where betty saw a star oh that's funny but i said betty that is not a star it's a satellite come on delcy let's get up Hurry up, Betty, so I can see. It's not a satellite, it's a plane. Barney, what kind of a plane is that? What kind of plane was it? It is right over my right, and it does not go where I thought it would go. Barney, I'm asking you a question. What kind of a plane is that? Oh, that's funny. It was... It was funny. They're coming around toward us. They're changing course. Just a Piper Cub. But that story was nuts. I mean, yeah. like, because it had not two people, right. but it had seven yeah. people. Yeah. Or eight with seven. Travis. Oh, no, I think it was seven total. Okay, six with Travis. Yeah. And they were all in one truck. <laughs> yeah. There were some in the back. Wow. Uh-huh. There were some in the front. And, and they were Travis, Travis had just gotten into a fight with one of them. Yep. So there was emotions running already. And they go out and they're, they're, uh, they're loggers. Yep. And they're out. I think it's Arizona, right? Yeah, they were cleaning up after loggers. So I think their job was kind of more environmental. I think it was a government or state job. Yeah. So, you know, and one guy was the leader or, or the boss, and he was the driver of the truck. But they ended up uh, uh, leaving for the night, and it was just getting kind of dusk, mm-hmm. or da- you know, around that time yeah. is when they started heading down the road, yeah. right? Yeah, so um, he spent several days missing. Yeah. Nobody knew it was without a trace. I mean, the the stories that were told, the police, local police were just like, something happened. What did you do to this guy? Where's he at? 
Yep. So they were interviewing wow. each one of them, and they all had the exact same story. Yep. And uh, so that story was that he he uh, Travis was uh, more fascinated than he was anything. Um, the other guys were you know, at first they didn't know what it was. It was just a light in the woods. And they're like, you know, what could that be? Could it be a forest fire? Could it be something? Yeah. Travis got out of the truck and started walking towards it. Uh, eventually, he realized what it was, and he, he went to touch it. And as he went to touch Ooh. it, the thing was kind of like either taking off or something was happening because it was like an electric explosion. And it knocked him clear back, way back, to the point where all those guys thought he was dead. Yeah. They they assumed he and they was took off dead and they left. They left. They didn't. Now they were really weird about taking off because some of them wanted to go back. Yeah. Some of them uh, wanted to go check it out. They weren't. You know. They got so far down the road, and they stopped and they were like, "What are we doing? We gotta go. We back. gotta, we gotta, go, gotta back. go back for him." Yeah. yeah. But at that point, everything was gone, and when they went back for him, he wasn't there, and the ship was gone. Oh, so they took him. Yep. They took him. They took him. He went up in the ship. Mm-hmm. Yep. Then it gets pretty hairy from there. Yeah, I mean, he Come was on. gone for, like, what was it? Five days. Five days. Whoa. Yeah. And what happened? <laughs> well. Watch the movie. Want, Find yeah. Out. Oh. Fire in the Sky is the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and Travis, actually, the, he, he's um, he's done a, he's the Art Bell show a couple times, and he's told the difference between the movie, and they got some stuff right, but a lot of stuff was kind of theatrics. Yeah. You know, being a movie, you have to change some things. He wasn't upset about it. Yeah. But he, there were quite a few changes. They didn't want him around. No, right, right. Because he, he would get upset at certain things, and mm-hmm. they were like, you just need to go. I think he let it go after a while, because when he was on, he was on Art Bell at two or three times. And the last time uh, he was, matter of fact, the last time he had a whole different view of this thing. So uh just to complete this one and, and and do this one a little quicker so we're not going through each one because there's just so many yeah um he was taken up there he basically was he, he wanted to fight them all he was he was kind of <laughs> but he was so hurt that there wasn't much he could do but he, he was pretty uh he was pretty vocal he said and and really anxious and he had a hard time breathing in the ship Apparently, he thought it might have something to do with the oxygen level, but he was struggling big time, really struggling. They ended up knocking him out or whatever they did, and he doesn't remember a lot of that whole thing. He does remember, he said, when he woke up, he was being put onto a, a base, like a regular, like almost like a military base, oh. and there were humans yeah. Okay. Walking with him, and he tried to talk to the human guy, mm-hmm. but the guy wasn't giving him the time of day. You know. Meanwhile, this is all got to be absolutely incredible for this guy, even for him to be able to talk or to right. say something or try to come to reason with what was happening. And this wasn't in the movie, and this wasn't in the movie. That no, that's right. Which that's interesting, right? Yeah. Military yeah. pilot came over and said, "You're going to take that out." Yeah, you're going to take that out. Yeah. I bet you. So, uh, uh. All that being said, then then they dropped him off. Yeah. They brought him back and dropped him off. And in the movie, it was next to a gas station. I don't exactly know quite where it was. But interesting part is it was five days later. He thought it was just a couple hours. And then when his brother picked him up. Yeah, he called his brother. He had a five-day growth in his beard. <laughs> and when he when he realized That's... that, he was like, oh, my God. this wow. is, And it made, you know. 
Made there, sense. Yeah. It's gone a while. Yeah. So yeah. what I don't understand is, first of all, the imagery that that we see is that there's a ship and there's a some kind of force that comes down and pulls people up. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't think that's the way it happens. Do you? Oh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe a little, little yes, little no. Could be both. I think light is a big thing that's being transferred. I think they've worked out how light can affect things. It can, they can beam light and affect your mood. I think they can use light to move things. I think they could use light to, to uh, uh, make things disappear. I think light is kind of the key in most scenarios. What that I've read in, in the abduction stuff, light is always a huge part of this equation. Well, if you if you watch um, two thousand one, the sounds that um, they use that yeah, Stanley Kubrick one. Stanley Kubrick uses during the you know, just the movie, as I think sound has something to do with it too. Sound and frequency mm-hmm. can uh, move anything. It can also it, paralyze you. Yeah, for sure. Can it rearrange? Rearrange yes. molecules. Yes. It, it wasn't that the idea that it can. Yes. It, and they're using it for healing. There's a lot yes. of frequency healing all of now. That. And, right. Yes, all of I that. think we're just getting to the tip of that stuff. Yeah. We're just understanding that's possible right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I think the next 10 years will be really interesting. The military has weaponized sound. Yes. Yep. Right. Yeah, and I'm have. sure they've done it with light and, they, and everything we've talked about. They're a hundred years past what we can even talk about. Just what I don't understand is the uh, methodology, I guess. That's the right word, Behind right? the abduction. Behind the actual phys- physical. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Travis Walton came out later. Uh, you know, he aged and thought about it and thought about it. And, and what what were you saying? He... He found he, out. Right. He first thought, I mean, like most people would, that, you know, they were out to hurt him. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, of course, you know, he had, he, I think he had gone and, and done some therapy on it, too. But this was years and years and years after. I mean, the guy's pretty old now. This happened when he was a young if man. If they wanted to hurt you or kill you, they just would have. And why would they have brought you down and put I'm you right in the same spot in your town? Why not just dump you out in the yeah, mountain somewhere? That's or just not the agenda. Disintegrate you in space. It's not the yeah, agenda. Yeah, and that's what got him thinking because he thinks, after all his thought, is that he touched that craft. Yeah. And and it blew him back. Yeah. And they were like, oh, my God, I think we killed this guy. Yeah. They grabbed him. They brought him in. And for five days, they healed him and then dropped him off. And honestly, that makes a lot of sense to me, mainly in my way of thinking the simple fact that why'd they bring him back? Yeah. Did did he have any regression? Did, did they regress him? Uh, he did something. I don't think he did the full regression. So, I don't think so he was nothing into that. nothing intricate was revealed in the regression that, that was, or hypnosis maybe just. Hypnosis. No, not, not much. But there was. I mean, he has flashes of it. Okay. He certainly remembers what they looked like. But which, doesn't remember experiments. Right. He doesn't okay. know. No, he doesn't. Which. Yeah. And, so, you know, they a, brought him to a base and there was. Sure. You know, they brought him, put him on another bed. Well, you know, that a... that follows the uh, narrative about how Eisenhower mm-hmm. made a deal 
that for technology, you can abduct our people up to a certain number or mm -hmm. whatever, whatever the deal was, and that uh, you can, you know, learn and learn from learn about them or whatever. And we, while we don't know the intricacies, what I one of the, the hypotheses I've heard is that the purpose of the abductions was to get DNA, mm -hmm. right? Um, why? Because the Greys are essentially a future version of humanity that uh, became so disconnected from nature and so disconnected from our original blueprint that they're trying to get back. In fact, uh, they're trying to get back to the original blueprint, which is us. We're still the original blueprint, believe it or not. You know who came out recently with that um, theory? Like, I mean, he didn't create this theory, but somebody who came out and was talking about that theory was Josh Groban. Sure. The singer. Ooh, sure. Oh, really? Yeah. He sure. was in, had an interview and he just was oh, like, really? yeah. And he brought up that theory is like he, that these things that people see, mm -hmm. I guess it was probably because of the recent congressional hearings. Mm -hmm. I believe a lots of people are finally comfortable talking about it mm -hmm. yep. as we said at our, a couple of episodes ago. And I, I think there's a lot, there's a lot. Why would these beings called grays, you know, they don't want to kill us, clearly. They, they could easily do that. I do think there's been cattle mutilations. We have seen yeah. those, and not sure what that's about. But I think you have rogue. You have rogue anything. We have rogue people yeah, that, sure. you know, and that's that kind of explains that for, a little for bit. For sport, and they're, they're, they're negative versions of everything, I'll right, say. Right. But I, I think that the hypothesis about the greys, not the greys, but... I'll say the beings who abduct us, I think the greys might just be avatars. That's another theory that they're just avatars. They're like biological mm -hmm. android kind of things that um, are controlled by an AI. But that they, uh, their overlords <laughs> uh, are, the tall whites? are the tall whites that are the actual humans that uh, have, have not, um, have failed the initiation. And when I say that, what I mean is uh, another hypothesis. This is a worldview I'm espousing here that kind of fits together. The purpose behind the abduction is to get DNA so that those tall whites who are humans that failed their initiation because they, they departed from the blueprint, they became more and more, they spliced their, their DNA into all different kinds of other animals and other creatures and every time you splice your dna you give up a piece of your soul you can't get it back mm. you think about the voldemort story now in the voldemort story it was to preserve a piece of his soul so he couldn't be killed you know the real version of this in esoteric literature is that once you do that it actually splits your your soul and you can't wow. ever reassemble it. And if you look at that, the DNA, it damages your DNA. Mm -hmm. And so if you're doing that as a, as a culture, as part of your civilization, is to experiment and do these things, eventually you reach a point where you can't reproduce and you can't get back to where you were. And they've also said that, the, that possibly, again, all theory, uh, is that they, they kind of bred their emotions out of them. 
Exactly. That, you know, they're not emotional. And you never hear of an abduction story with big, high emotions with any of these guys. <laughs> no. You know, they're all no. pretty low key. And also, no. I think you said that usually in these stories, they come back. Mm -hmm. right? Well, the thing is, is have you heard of David Pilates? Mm -mm. He has books and a couple uh documentaries on fitness oh <laughs> that's pilates <laughs> yeah, <I know>. pilates <laughs> is um is the uh missing 411 oh yeah and in the parks mm -hmm. oh the national parks and stuff Where like that people are just missing gone they're yeah, gone yeah mm -hmm. yeah you know the theory about the parks being basically portals to the inner earth yeah. As one thing. And also just like there's there are not civilization there, so the lots of different things can go on. Yeah. I, right. I think that's what they're for. If you don't want a chance an abduction, don't camp in a <laughs> park. You know, for God's sake. <laughs> if you don't want to be abducted, then do just not. stay in your home because it's happening. Do not every camp day. in your park. <laughs> you know, um the Eisenhower thing real quick. So his granddaughter uh, Laura, has, Laura Eisenhower has been uh, has been on TV lately. Mm -hmm. uh, I've seen her a couple times. I don't know recently, but it, within the last you know ten years, and she said that they made an agreement. And there's a name for that agreement. There was the the something you know they got a name for this whole mm -hmm. this whole uh, uh, agreement they had. But she said that uh, it was in, to trade technology. Mm -hmm. The idea was they got they got recent tech. Sure. But then there was abduction that they had to agree to. Now imagine Eisenhower sitting there. So everybody's like, a lot of people say he's what a bad guy, but think about the position he's in. You're going to do it anyway because you can, can pretty do it much do anything you want. Yeah. yeah, you can do it without their permission. But to get permission meant right. that any other um, entity like the Galactic Federation, for example, assuming they're positive, which I don't know if they are, and there could be no protection. Right. Because Eisenhower gave his consent, but he thought that he was doing the right thing. Right. Because in in his way of thinking, which was completely understandable, they could destroy us at any time. Right. So he thought by he was delaying the inevitable, mm -hmm. giving us a chance to get caught up. Yeah. And just for the you know, letting them take our people for mm -hmm. a little bit. And you know, if I were in his position, knowing what I knew at the time, what he knew at the time, I think it would be hard to justify doing anything different. But I think I wonder what sort of karma was created. Yeah. By his his approach. Now he was deceived. Let's be clear. Right. Um, I think Laura even says that yeah. he was deceived. But these abductions, I mean, it might sound harmless. Oh yeah, we're just gonna mm. sample your DNA, and we're just gonna. I think they're not just sampling. I think they're also taking eggs. Yeah. From females, and yeah. I mean, uh, the first story you told potentially a sperm from yeah. males, yeah. and they're creating hybrid beings because they're trying to get back to yeah. their original state. Now, another yeah. hypothesis, guys, about why the tall whites are trying to get back to their original. Uh, state is that these hybrids are being created so that the whites can take their consciousness and because the hybrids will have a vibration that is between human and tall white they can 
take their soul and put it into that hybrid. Wow. The so hybrid is the bridge. Back, basically, the they hybrid is a, yes. They become ensouled again. Wow. Well, they call us containers. You've heard that. The I've bodies heard that are containers. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, the bodies are containers. I believe that entirely. Like I have come to believe that entirely. Um, and I and I think there's enough in in a lot of world religions that not mm -hmm. all, but mm -hmm. but enough that. That's I'm not bothered by the notion of that at all, but I will say that that's the reason for hybridization. That is a hypothesis about why there's hybridization. Because imagine if you're a human and you're trying to splice yourself into, I'll use an example we all know and love, a dog. Right. There's such a difference between what a dog can do and what you can do as a human that it's not compatible uh, uh, as a form. Right. As a, a container. The container is right. not compatible. So in the mind of, the, of, a, of a dog is not yet evolved enough to contain the things that, you know, we, we do. So it's the same thing with vibration. If you are uh, a tall white and you have a certain level of knowledge, would you want to be transported into a container that right. can't allow you to implement what you know? Just mm -hmm. in general. Or even physically. I mean, Well, I, and then know, the DNA right. is, supposedly, if they're splicing DNA, and let's say their DNA is, our DNA is more sophisticated, and theirs, since it's so broken, is less it's sophisticated. It's like some K-Pax shit. It, it, <laughs> it it's all that, man. I mean, it's like, I'm, I'm only conjecturing because I don't know. But these right. are hypotheses that I've heard, and, you know, I got to admit it makes a lot of sense yeah. why why folks would be abducted of all different races mm -hmm. all across the planet. It's not exclusive to white, uh, you know, Aryan-looking people. Oh, this isn't an American so thing either. This is, this is worldwide exactly. and millions. Exactly, exactly. So let me ask this. Um, we had up until the 1800s or late 1700s, 1800s, late 1800s, we, our timeline was just like going gradually upwards. Yep. You know, just gradually. gradually. Slope, slope, slope. And then we had the techno, the mm -hmm. industrial revolution. Yeah. And technology, and we started advancing at a rapid rate. Mm -hmm. I mean, you mean technologically you know, versus morality wise yeah, and all that. Yeah. Okay. I'm, okay. I'm, ta you I'm just talking. Parse you know, that. We had, uh, <laughs> we had like, brick houses mm -hmm. uh you know which were formerly like huts sure and then now we have like it just um, immediately we had sky rises mm -hmm. it you really know. didn't take that long You're not right. long at all it we really had didn't. radio we had tv we had it's called roswell <laughs> no this is before I mean, roswell though this okay. is before Roswell. He's talking about the Tesla times. So. The Tesla times. Oh, oh right. right. I, uh, Edison. I just stayed in uh, Hotel Edison in New York City. And wow. it's just fascinating. That, Beautiful. Thomas Edison flipped the switch yep. on that hotel and yep. turned the lights on. Wow. And, yeah. Alternating current. And Voila. so, you know, <laughs> what, where I'm getting at is if we see these pictures, these, these um, art renderings of uh ufos or uaps or whatever yeah. from you know hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years ago how come we didn't 
get that technology until much, much later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, if we're doing like reverse engineering. Mm-hmm. That might be a timeline we just don't understand. You know, um, do they not want us to have that technology? Because if you if you look at these, if you hear the stories from two thousand years ago, you know, ancient aliens. We just went and t- listened to these guys talk. You know, they were here. Right. You know, sure. According to them, they were here. They they moved mountains. Mm-hmm. They built mountains. They you know uh, did all this stuff, except. Forgive us the technology, mm-hmm. unless you know there are some theories that we did have that technology. Oh, certainly, I I kind of believe that we did, and then it, it's it's been we're kind of a species with amnesia, intentionally. So, but where did it go? What do you mean, where did it go? Where did all the stuff go? Where did the drills go? Where did the yeah. radios go? Yeah. Where did all yeah. this stuff go? Well, a good point, but if you think somebody it like, robs, it robs a grave in a... Was it millions in, of years and I, the stuff just disintegrated? Well, I, or it's been I, taken? Can I pose something? Sure. I think there's there's two things. The civilization's been restarted several times. Not once, but several times. By floods, primarily. A comet once. Um, an asteroid another time. So, you know, again, so we also know from... Go, the likes of Gobekli Tepe and, you know. South America. Yeah. Punka, Punka Putu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I said that wrong. Um, th- those those places, we know that that, te- that sort of te- tech had existed well before, even we knew re- until recently. The point I'm making is civilization's been restarted. So imagine the people who came, ancient alien theory, the people who came, from another planet because their planet was destroyed or dying or whatever, had the elongated skulls. They had some of their technology enough to, to settle here, kind of lost in space. But after cataclysm after cataclysm, they couldn't hold on to it. And so they had to restart too. So a lot of that stuff came before maybe the fourth or fifth reset. Um, and they just could not maintain it. And they they they. They didn't have it enough of it, and they didn't know how to do it. And the people who knew how to make it were gone. So imagine if you had seen an iPad 50 years ago. You pick this thing mm-hmm. up. Like that lady in the Charlie Chaplin movie. Exactly. <laughs> you, you wouldn't know what to do with it. Right. Yeah. It's this glass piece of glass. What is this? You wouldn't know how to turn it on. You wouldn't have an operating system to do anything with it. Right. It's the same. It's the same. And the, and even if you were able to look at it 50 years ago, you wouldn't understand the intricate circuitry or, or any way to make it work or to remake it. You would not know how to do that. So I think that's what happened to the drills and the really you know intricate stuff that we were able to make. And then corollary to that, we've all heard about the Mayans. They had as much tech as anyone else, but they... But we see them as very primitive. But is, right? do you think all this is after the Neanderthals? Do you say Neanderthal or Neanderthal? Neanderthal is what I usually uh, say. Both are fine. Um, no, you need to say Neanderthal. <laughs> talking about. I've heard it both ways. I, I grew up saying Neanderthal. But I've, I, I've what seen, kind of Neanderthal I taught think, you that? I've seen Reddit arguments on I, stuff like this. It's both. Neanderthals. Neanderthals. Depends on who's, who said it first. Nancy's. So 
so the Mayans, for all intents and purposes, many believe, at least the priest class of the Mayans, went off planet. They just ascended. They were taken up in a spaceship, they covered up their cities, and they left. And that doesn't mean every single one of them did, but a lot of them did. And so, okay, there you go. That's a case of they took it with them. It was like, a, what's his name? Quetzalcoatl. Quetzalcoatl. Yeah, yeah. And they took it with them. So, okay, I've just thrown a whole bunch of stuff at the wall. But I do believe that there is something to each of these theories now. Well, you know, the, okay. But they did leave behind a lot of writing talking about yes. the things that they had. They did. So an, another thought here is that whatever in recent times, whatever that has been found has been taken. Uh, sure. You know, they talk about the, the basement uh, of the Vatican. And the Smithsonian. And the, being the most incredible place, you yes. know, sci-fi heaven the down there. Right. Sure. So sure. Some, some things could be we, to, to control the population. We talk about that often. You know, if we all got together and we knew how capable we were as a species, this would all be over. I mean, I think we have a lot of powers and a lot of you know in our minds but if we also had some of that technology that could you know change the course of things then now we're in control again so i think a lot of it in in i think recent times anyway has been taken and put somewhere because why would they write about it and tell you everything they had but never leave you anything either it's not just a tease you know i think there's something to be said for that possibly Uh, you know do we have the consciousness to wield it. Right, probably not. I don't no. think so. And what would not we do from what with I've it? seen. We'd... We just invaded yeah. Ukraine. We'd over... blow up the moon. Yeah, we we just we you know there right. are those among us who don't behave well. Yeah. And, and and you know, potentially the three at this table could wield it. So oh, do you how many wield how many others? Tech. See? You know, there so you go. throwing it <laughs> throwing it back to uh, the reasons why some people are targeted, you know, for mm-hmm. abduction. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's some blood d- bloodlines. That's right, because a lot of families have been. Well, I mean, you have your own sightings, and yeah. and and in your family had sightings before that. Yeah. So one thought is it's um, <laughs> R H R no R R negative yep. and R positive. Mm-hmm. Uh, one one is being uh, kind of bled out. No pun intended. The other one is being increased. And I don't know, because I'm not going to be for sure. It's either positive or negative. And you'll see that in often. That's hard. Those glasses. Are they? <laughs> <laughs> this is abduction day, look, man. i got to look, look as crazy special, as possible. <laughs> special day. But the, the idea so that. So it's a scientific thing. That that's right. And, and they're finding. So um, a lot of. Who is uh, they are finding? Uh, well, uh, David Jacobs. Uh, Dr. David Jacobs, uh, and then he was with Bud Hopkins. Those are kind of a team. There were there were quite a few researchers that have have put that <laughs> Not down. Not Bud, Bill Tompkins. Not Bill Tompkins. It's Bud. There's another Tompkins. His name is Bud. So, so anyway, tell me about the, the 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 story that those gents. Okay, so have about uh, the theories they have about. Yeah, so there's two factions, blood. and th- this is really interesting. Well, the blood for sure. So the thought is. That one there, it one is basically has alien parts in it. 
uh, the, the, the R negative or R positive. R-H negative. Yeah, it's the R-H, negative. It's the negative one. Yeah. That's so one is that, that like trying you know, to continue with. When, when somebody says I'm, you know, type O negative, so R-H negative. The R-H factor is positive or negative. So mm-hmm. they, you also have the blood, the blood type. Type, yes. So this is completely different. Yes. Okay. Here, do you know the, the places that the blood types pre- are prevalent? Do you know the different uh-uh. the reasons? So O is African, so Old World. Okay, and well, I make it. I make it some of this. African, you huh? probably are. Um, or your people were. Um, a is sort of the mountain regions. You have Celts and Basques. Are A, and A B is the new blood. Um, even Asian, some Asians are A. Um, a and AB blood developed after we became agrarian and settled and started, you know, eating grains and things like that. You are so damn smart. <laughs> I love that you're here. <laughs> you could listen to you all day. That's yeah. right. Let's Thank you. It. And then and then the AB versions of, of blood are, um, you know, islanders. And what about the RH? The RH factors are... I, uh, kind of unknown, right. but it's 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 my understanding that the negative is ver- is much more rare in in mm-hmm. all blood types, mm-hmm. but especially A A and A B um, are very I'm rare. I'm ADHD positive. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. At least you're really? positive, right? <laughs> so yeah, so there <laughs> is there is way. some <laughs> sort of, uh, and I don't think it's a hundred percent, but they did find some 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 similarities with blood type. That is something you can look into, and that well, is something that they've. You know, about. in the recent um, uh, pandemic that we've all been enduring, there were some some early sort of I'll say paper studies mm-hmm. on the different blood types and who got COVID the worst. At least the first iteration of COVID, not Omicron from Omicron on, no, right. but the first original COVID, and it was. It was said that A got it much worse right, than yeah. O, and O was uh, pretty much metabolized it and got very mild symptoms, but that A got it really bad. Yeah. And I'm O positive, and I've never gotten it. That's really wonderful. It's interesting. I, I, so I, you know, they don't do a ton of studies on on blood, the relationship between blood and certain viral things. There are they're here and there, and I will. I will say, unlike so many things with this COVID, uh, a lot a lot of stuff has been you know discredited, but I don't actually trust the discreditation right. because there's so much misinformation in general that even when it's from a valuable source, you're still not sure anymore. Right. So yeah. I only raise that to say, you know, causation it, correlation does not mean equal causation. You don't know, but. I found it interesting that types A used yep. tended to get the the virus a lot harder. It t- tended to hit them harder. That came around pretty early. That was a a, a pretty early study it that was. they had done, and it, it was. was on the original. Yes, it was. Yeah, I remember so that. don't know how that has changed since the various iterations, but. This episode will have a uh, disclaimer. Yeah. Yeah. Again, <laughs> yeah, we're right. not even making any assumptions about it. If you're all positive, don't it. ever worry about it. You're yeah. fine. You'll no. never ever get it. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. It, I just found it fascinating. So talking about blood types and different 
people, why do we look different? You know? Yeah. Why do we look different? I, 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 I still find that fascinating. I mean. And why do these, most of these beings all look the same? Well, well, no, but that, I think that's interesting too, because just like, you know, we have all different kinds of us. You see these small changes, even in the grays. I mean, there's some that have little pointier noses. Sure. There's some that have different eyes. They may not be quite as big almond. They can be a little smaller. Some of them you see a pupil in. Some of them are taller. It, I mean, it, I, yeah, so you're saying it's not as monolithic as we might think. Right. I, yeah, I, you know, I'm not really well, focused. Well, and they're also sup- supposedly like uh, more of an intellectual being the tall whites for sure well i mean just the aliens in general right Right. because we're still stuck in this uh more (laughs) narcissist like you know uh animal instinct it's our egoic and reptilian brain yeah our ego which is i guess more esoteric in the reptilian brain which is the physicality yeah, it's. Did it you is say reptile? I said the reptilian oh, brain, oh, the okay. amygdala. Right. Yeah. Yes. I know a little something about reptiles. Yeah, I bet you do. <laughs> Draco. Draco. I did not say that. Uh, so. Oh. Yeah. So you know, you go ahead. The two different factions we were talking about. So, and I and I don't always all get these names right, but I do know that these two different. You know, they're, they're two teams really. Uh, Doctor David. Jacobs, Bud Hopkins were kind of on one side of this. And, and there's others. I mean, they were just, I mean, they both wrote books. Okay. Obviously, David Jacobs wrote quite a few, but he believed that they aren't here to, to um, you know, help us and evolve us. They're truly <laughs> just here to get their own DNA and possibly uh, win us out by... These these humbrids, they're calling a humbrids, oh. where supposedly the theory is that they're dropping people down here that are both alien and human. I agree. And yeah. slowly they that. are kind of repopulating the place, the earth, with this new species. For what reason? Because uh, we can't get the shit right, and it's time for, they want it. For whatever, just like anything, you could think of uh, so who, taking over a country. Right, right, but I'm just trying to get at, like, what... Mm. What's the motivation? Well, even beyond that, like, who are... Where are they? If where are the, the humbrids? Yeah, where are well, they? Well, supposedly, there like are quite you. a few of them, and they're all around, and they're going to baseball games, and they're at grocery stores, and, you don't know. and it's so hard to believe. Uh, but it, David Jacobs and all his studies and the people he's talking to... He's he's saying that they're they're all around and there's people that take care of them like you know they come down uh, the the abductors uh, are actually showing them around getting them apartments and <laughs> it's so unbelievable but there are some stories that people you know said this is actually happening now you're right uh, you don't have one but in captivity and you're not trying to like figure them out so I don't know but they know it yeah. Yeah, supposedly know it. So this and, one's and this the theory hybrids, is hard. They're the, s- supposed to make it right, but it's not right. It's right. getting worse. Right. I don't think you can fix it, and this is part of the um, the whole timeline 
thing, right. the time travel thing. Right. If they can go back far enough in the past, can they fix their problem in the future? Mm -hmm. And can they fix the mistakes they made in the future? Mm -hmm. And uh, apparently this hybrid program is one of the ways in which they believe they they can't fix it in the future, but they can replace themselves and keep their consciousness going mm -hmm. in a in a hybrid container. So the abductions is part of that program. Yes. Right. And they aren't always, 90% are somewhat of a, a, a sperm uh, egg situation. It's the old sperm and egg situation. But there there's another one that seems to come up often is they'll teach them things about, you know, that you'll sit there in front of a screen, you'll learn about things about, you know, how bad the world's going to get. There's all these prophecies that kind of come out of it. And then I know in a, in a couple, and one in particular, I don't remember the guy's name, but they showed him uh, what do you do in a, in a catastrophic situation? How, to you, how do you herd the humans onto the ship? Almost the thought that, or exactly the thought that, when all this goes down, and, you know, Independence Day happens, mm -hmm. that they're going to be there to help shepherd the people onto the ships or help solve, you know, to help the situation, the situation that they created. So there's a takeover camp and there is a helping evolve camp. And they're very distinctly different. Wow. I, I, yeah. We did talk a little bit about the solar flash. Mm -hmm. in the in the past evps yeah but 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 the solar flash specifically where the sun basically sneezes and uh, uh resets you know communications at least if not all technology on our planet would be fried and unusable mm -hmm. so if if we have gotten to the point where we can take an atom a particle and damn near create nothing out of it, like the Higgs boson, you know, the, the, the God particle, right? Yep. Uh, just imagine what mm -hmm. an advanced technology like that. Even just do. a thousand years advanced of us. Yeah. On planets that are, that are millions, millions and millions of years older than ours, which we've already determined. You know, they're saying there's trillions of galaxies out there. Yep. Yep. So if they want, here's likely. the here's the theory on the Earth. Why take over this place when there's probably endless ones to look at? Well, to like take I, over? I brought up during the Moon episode, uh, what's his name? Seth Shostak has written that there's a, in, in our galaxy alone, there's over 300 million plant like or uh, plant like uh, Earth like Goldilocks zone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so why even go through the, you know, why even step on the ants? Why not just move to the next place? And if they wanted to do that, they could have done it a whole lot easier a couple hundred years ago. Not that it'd be hard for them anyway, but why all this time of seeing them and then nothing happened? There has no really been no takeover unless you consider the fact that the hybrids the humebreds are being planted here to do it in another way. The takeover is something we won't even really notice. I don't think they can come back here. I don't think they're strong enough to be in the energy of this planet in this time. So they have to create these hybrids or humebreds or however you're 
the word you used. Humbred. In order, they have to create this this other form mm. in order to be able to exist because they, they're too frail. They're too damaged yep. to exist in this uh, radiation yep. environment here. So I think that's, I think it's fundamentally why. They, you, there are only so many of them. That's why they, the grays are the ones doing the work because they're essentially biologic drones. They're not alive, alive. Right. So the, the, the tall whites could be somewhat frail. Them. Yes. And, you know, they're... They're, yeah, all, they're I, all mind. Yeah. Think about the Avatar movie the first time. The soldier, Jake, who was in this pod. His avatar was vigorous, but his body was wasting. Yeah. And, and he still had to eat, and he still had to sleep, and he still yeah. had to do all these things. Mm-hmm. Imagine if you're a, a tall white, even if your mind is so powerful, and maybe you, you have telepathy, and maybe you, can, you have telekinesis, and you have all these powers, right? But your body cannot stay here, and you're dying. Right. Maybe you're 2,000 years old. But you're dying, right. and you don't want to die. So then, what are you going to do? You're going to travel back in time. You're going to do anything you can to prolong your existence. Right. And if you can't reproduce, and you know you there's nothing left for you, what are you going to do? You got to go back to the time that you could before it changed. Yeah. Before you made the fundamental mistake right. to splice your DNA into other things right. and turn AI or whatever what the mistake was, you're going to come back here. You're going to abduct healthy people, and you're going to breed a new version of yourself that can survive. Mm-hmm. That that just resonates with me. Yeah. I don't know if it's true, no. but. Dang, it's a good movie. Somebody yeah, make this movie. movie. Luke Besson, please make this movie. So yeah, I, I, that's, you know, when you start thinking about abduction like that or you start thinking about hybridization, you can almost start to feel sorry for mm-hmm. those, those beings that are going through this. At the same time, they failed their initiation as beings. And the things that they're perpetrating, without our consent, by the way, yeah. are an affront and in defiance of cosmic law. You are a sovereign being. Right. It, you've not given your consent or your, your, uh, your consent to be violated in this way. Right. And Mr. Eisenhower doing so does not speak for you. Right. You weren't even alive when he was a president. Right. How can they still be using that excuse? And, okay, so put on put on top of that the fact that if you were abducted, and everybody thinks it's a crazy tinfoil hat, let's say you really were abducted, you were basically raped, and you can't tell anybody about right. it because yes. they're all going to think you're crazy. Yeah. So, you know, nowadays if somebody's raped, it's a bit, you know, you it's really take deal, that, man. tell me, you know, do not shut me off, show me the emotions, give it we all to me. Finally got to that point. But with abductions, uh, you're a lunatic. It's but still taboo. you got raped. Yeah. I mean, the anal probe thing's real. That wasn't it's just still, something that came out of South Park. It's still taboo. That was Whitley Strieber. Yeah. That had, a, had supposedly had an alien probe. And then South Park came out and it, it he was he was writing books about it. And then... South Park came out and made fun of it, and it really, it really hurt him. I mean, yeah. financially, everything. It, 
Basically, the guy was raped, and then he was didn't, made fun of on South Park for didn't it. Didn't Michael Sala introduce the Eisenhower's theory, or was it before that? It was before that. Um, Michael Sala's been the person that has, I think, very effectively promoted that theory. I like and, him. And, I, and he's friends with Laura, and they've been friends for a decade or more. Um, I believe Laura was partially responsible for bringing it forth, but um, Sala has a lot of credibility because of his background. Um, I'll, I'll say that there's another group out of Atlanta, and they are all remote viewers. And That's another episode. We it is. But these, this group of remote viewers um, have also gone back to the time and seen this um, moment, these moments when this happened, and have described the agreements that were made, the, the manipulation that went on to get Eisenhower to make the agreement, and then uh, there's a whole lot of events around it. We, should, we, we probably need to have another conversation about this, but I think the impetus was that Admiral Byrd, after World War II, Admiral Byrd went from the United States, went Antarctica. down to Antarctica. Yeah. We did. We talked about this. He went down to Antarctica. He was a very, I mean, he was a noble warrior, okay? A man had so much integrity. Went down there and got his butt kicked. Yep. And, and we talked about this. And he found out that the Germans actually had a lot of alien technology and that um, he managed to make it out. And that was the impetus for... Eisenhower to sign that agreement. Mm -hmm. And so here we are, you know, all these years later. Um, and, and the agenda, what was the agenda back then? If they could have taken over then, they would have, but right. they didn't. Right. So there's a reason. And I think, um, I think this, this hybridization program and this. Is, so why is, is would he, one. why would there have to be an agreement? Well, that's the it's thing. Cosmic that's what we were law. talking about before. It's cosmic law. Oh, that's you, 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 you have to get permission, or, you know, then, then the 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 white hat extraterrestrials who wouldn't allow this to happen could swoop in and knock them out. But if if the species gave permission, well, it's there. The cosmic law says you can't interfere. It's non-interference. That's a trip. I've never heard that. And so they can't interfere unless we ask, and they can't interfere unless we are aware. And so awakening, which is what we're doing right now, is we're sharing this information, and those who are attracted to it will explore it. Mm -hmm. And they can then take their place as sovereign beings who are knowledgeable about cosmic law, and their their sovereign nature. Until you until you do that, you are not awake. Until you understand what's really happening at this highest level, how can you possibly consent? Because you're being manipulated. Right. Manipulations well, everywhere. I mean, our our own government does it. I mean, it, it's 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 it's. I've never noticed it before. I really didn't. I didn't start noticing the kind of manipulation we're talking about. I want to say until about a decade ago. So one of the last episodes, I can't remember which one, you 
Lundy, you brought up uh, when did this, when was this triggered in your life? Yeah. Oh, when, when did he start getting fascinated with this topic? Yeah, and I went on this big tangent about, like, you know, watching cartoons and shit. But, like, that was in a roundabout, long-winded way of saying, I've always been this way. I've always been interested yep. in this stuff. And mm. I don't know if, like, people who are open to this kind of, you know, receptive to these vibrations or, you know, the the idea... However, you know, I've seen stuff. Right. So yeah. I don't know if it's because I'm open to it and they know. Or I'm thinking I'm saying something because um, it's, you know, like a figment of my imagination. Right. Or they, 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 they sense your energy and your consciousness and or you're I'm able pre, to see them. I'm pre-chosen. Right. Oh, that's a whole nother thing. Some, <laughs> we got to get to that. You sometime. chose yourself. My well, before you even came here. here. My before grandfather, I'll superimpose it right. on here right now. You'll see it. Okay. My grandfather drew a picture of something that he saw back in like 1971. I think it was. He was out in his field on his farm. He saw something, and he drew a picture of it, and I have it. And wow, yeah, and it's like a cone, mm -hmm. and I'm like making a cone shape with these two things that come down and something underneath it. You know, it could have been a weather balloon or whatever, but you know, it runs in the family. This kind of curiosity and runs. sensitivity, yeah, and sensitivity, even. even runs it, in the family that's, and I'm not saying that I'm open to be abducted but I'm always looking up I'm always oh I was uh, telling somebody recently I was flying back to the Midwest from or no I was flying from LA to uh, or Palm, I was flying from Palm Springs to Dallas and I'm looking it's the middle of the day I'm looking out the window. I know you fly a lot, yeah. Tick. I was looking out the window, and, you know, you're always looking for something. You're, like, looking and looking and oh, yeah. looking. And, by God, this freaking, like, 747, you could almost see the people in the windows. <laughs> flew the opposite direction. Oh, my gosh. I was like, holy Well, that's crap. not supposed to happen. Well, coming back from – or on the way to New York – I'm on one of these small uh, regional jets, regional Delta jet. Yeah. And we're flying. And I'm think as I'm thinking about that, I see like a little Piper flying, <laughs> you know, a couple yeah. thousand, like a thousand feet yeah. below us or whatever. Sure. Yeah. And I'm like, there's another plane. Like, what is the deal here? So that's something that happens to you. Yeah. In your presence. But that's I mean, most people are looking out the window and they're not paying attention, you know? Yeah. True. Or or looking up, I was just talking to Curry about this that that people don't look up enough. We, it was it was Fourth of July. Oh yeah, the stars were really out. They were so beautiful. And we we were out a little bit from the city, so we were at a friend's house yeah. that was you know ten miles out of the city, and you know you could see ten percent, not even, but that's still a lot, you know, compared to what's really out there, like in Arizona, if you go someplace, yeah. yeah. No, it's no unbelievable what's up there. Yeah, there's a lot of light pollution here. I'm like, this is the same stuff that the original human yeah. looked up and saw. Right. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. And that what you're seeing right now 
is one percent of what's out there. You know what we didn't even talk about Mm. was the 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 picture that Betty Hill drew. Oh, the star map. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's true. We didn't. Can you splice it back in? Well, uh, he, the one of the one of the aliens that was doing, she called him the um, examiner. The, yep, the examiner. The examiner. Betty Hill. Betty Hill called him the examiner. The examiner. Right. Okay. Uh, was the one communicating, and they were, you know, she was frightened, and he kept saying, "Don't worry about being frightened or whatever." I can't remember exactly the conversation, but one of the things was like, she goes, "Where are you from?" Oh. And. He like somehow showed her a picture. This is where we're from. I don't know if she if he pointed to a picture or like a, something popped up or whatever. And during regression, she drew that picture. And later, it turned out, and you can see pictures of different, like the actual, mm-hmm. um, what is it? Something reticuli. Zeta reticulum. We were like Zeta reticulum. Yeah. Then it, I know what the beings look like from Zeta reticuli. That's where he said he was from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, those are definitely. Uh, yeah. And this was before They're that was. Scary. This was part of that article that the guy from the astronomer mm-hmm. astrology astron astronomy magazine tried calling bullshit on. Yeah. He did. Yeah. And and they c- he couldn't because well, she drew the map. Well, that's right. But the map, it's not just a bunch of dots. The way she drew it, and, and it, they showed travel routes. They showed a trading routes. I mean, it was quite elaborate. And the two main stars that yeah. we can see in our sky was part of the map. And that was the configuration. And it really was. There was two astronomers, one really well-known We one, can only see the two main stars. The Correct. Something reticuli and something reticuli. I can't yeah. remember. They're close. They're, uh, they're Zeta one and Zeta two. Yeah. Zeta one and Zeta two. They're close and they're. But that's all we can see. We can't see that other stuff. Right. So how did she know that that was there? Correct. And when she and when and when they were able to see that, and this one really famous astronomer got into into it and mapped it out 3D with uh, with all the math. And the, the because one of the things that. Um, was in question was her drawing had like one of the Zeta one or Zeta two like real far away, and the actual uh, positioning it's not as far. And this guy that you're talking about came out and was saying the woman, the woman uh, came out and said that it could be because of the way that the she, perspective, the perspective yeah. of those beings mm-hmm. yeah when they showed it to her true it was a different perspective her name was fry i think her last name was fry that is fascinating yeah and they all but they all but do you know-